0: Buenos Dias! Let's go! Buenos Dias! Thank you guys for joining. It is another Tyree Talk Tuesday. We are live here at premier barber institute I see you Frank 1987 don't forget to let folks know that we're going live Ricky Racon Waverly Willis thank you so much I see you are on there we're going to be joining you in a second Raza Alba what's happening Ivan and the final cuts crispy cuts scoop the barber the barber pro Man, I see, Sima, what's happening, Sima? Oh my gosh, Sima. Y'all yeah, was just thinking about you this morning too, it's crazy. Oh my gosh, I'll explain to you why in a second. So we got the beautiful loser on here, and Cuts, what's happening? Uh, Arianez, oh man, Trey Styles. 73 others joined. What's happening? David G. Ron, we're excited to have you here in the building today. Uh, Sima is the first person to purchase a batch. E Barber 828 Eric, thank you so much. For joining. So, where are you guys from? Let us know where you are from. Drop it in the comments and let folks know where you are coming from. Thank you guys for joining. So, uh, Sima, I was thinking about you this morning because you are one of a few people that have flown from your state to be here uh, at Tyreek Talk Tuesday live at the school. One time, uh, Sima flew from Atlanta to just be at the live and then fly back. And that day, I was stuck on the highway because it was an accident. So he didn't even get to see the live at the school. He still watched it on his phone from the school. Then the second time he came, he was actually here at the live. And today, I got somebody who's been joining the live, you've probably seen him. He's constantly commenting in the comment section. He's going back and forth. He's just dropping his stuff in there. It's David G. Ron. David, come on up real quick. Come on, make some noise, my man, David. You know what I'm saying? David, uh, David come from Chicago. David, tell them who you are. You've been on the live for, I mean, a long, long time. Anything you want to share? Go ahead. Good morning, guys. I'm David from Chicago. Um, I've, been a, I've been a barber for uh, about 18 years. I've been an owner for, for about 15 years, but I came to visit Tyreek. I've been following him for a long time. Uh, I just wrote some stuff down real quick. Uh, thank you to Tyreek. He picked me up from the airport. He took me to the hotel. He took me to go eat a 50 cheese steak. I know that's right. He got me some breakfast today, and then he's gonna, he's gonna take me back to the, hotel, uh, to, the to the airport. Uh, thank you for the hospitality to the students. Thank you for your time yesterday. Y'all were amazing. Uh, let me see. And they love their Eagles out here, y'all. <laughs> Man. So the team, we got crushed by, they crushed them yesterday, so go birds. But hey, I, I, I do gotta represent Chicago, and I do, I do need a haircut. Um, and I wanted to go live so bad, but we kept it a secret, so I haven't been going live, but I'm about to go live now. And um, that's it, that's about it. So thank you guys so much. Thank you, Tyree. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you guys, Absolutely. Ty-town. let's go. You can still jump in the comments and do what you normally I'm do, so hard. we appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited to have him here. Uh, one of the things is, you know, I live by the motto, serving your needs by serving the needs of others first. Yesterday, uh, David, he, he told me in 2019, he wanted to come to the school to um, do a demo and he wanted to talk uh, to our students about um, maximizing your time behind the chair, right? So that that way uh, you can make more money. And he does a a training on how you can grow your income from behind the chair using skincare. So he uses some skincare products behind the chair to create new revenue streams for himself. So one of the things is without the services, he's making over a thousand dollars a month in just retail sales on a particular product. On top of that, with those products, he's also making an additional uh, thousand dollars a month on the services by using those products. This is outside of haircuts, right? And he said, I wanna come to your school and I wanna talk to your students. So in 2019, we talked about him coming out in 2020. Obviously in 2020, we all know what happened, but unfortunately for him, he lost both of his parents during that time. And they were a month apart from one another. And we've been on, the, we've been on the DMs and, and communicating with one another since then. And he said, listen, I'm still gonna come to the school. I'm still gonna come. It's been a tough time just bouncing back and trying to get through all this. But he's been resilient. He's grown. He didn't lose his business through COVID. He's still thriving in his business. And he made a commitment to be here. So yesterday he came and he served our students by doing his demonstration. We had a student uh, named Tim in the night class who has had some really dry skin for quite some time, and you can really, really see it. So he did a demo on them, and within five minutes, you've seen instant results, right, on how to use these products effectively. And so he came and did a demonstration for the night class. He's gonna do a demonstration this morning, and with that demonstration, once that's completed with his demo, I'm gonna be taking him back to the airport. So he only came in to be part of the Tyreek Talk Tuesday Live today, and to serve our students yesterday for the night class and today. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. You know. Yes, absolutely. There are people like that who've been watching, observing and supportive of Tyreek Talk Tuesdays and what we are providing on on, on this digital platform. So it's just just an honor. Um, I I have so much gratitude for the people who are taking the time to watch because you could be doing something else and for the people who are really invested in what we're doing. And so a a few other things, Um, uh, last week, uh, NABA had a conference. And at the conference, they honored my friend, Laura. You don't need to see me. You guys see me right there. But they honored my f- good friend, Laura. Laura is one of the owners of La Barberia Barber Institute in Ohio. And they are the school that we've been doing the La Barberia Question of the Week. So congratulations to Laura for her accomplishment. She has been inducted into the Barber Hall of Fame. And what an amazing accomplishment uh, for her and her staff to just be there and be a part of it. I was honored that I was invited to be there and be a part of that. Ohio is definitely doing some amazing things. La Barberia is doing amazing things. And I told you before that when I visited that school, you can tell that the owners of the school love the students in that school. You can tell by the way that they carry themselves and the things that they are doing. They're really invested in the education and for those students. And these are things that aren't talked about a lot of time. You you hear how schools are bad and how things could be better, and that's anything, any relationship that you're in, any you know business that you go work at. But there aren't times where they're really highlighting what people are actually doing for their schools, for their community. So I'm just honored and excited to to just. You know, acknowledge my friend and, and, and just thank you so much for what you're doing. You are elevating the culture of barbering through uh, the conduit of your school. And so thank you so much with your staff and you just to create this moment for yourself. So I was I was just honored to be there. Thank you so much, Laura, for just inviting me to be there for that moment. Um, also, <clears throat> if you saw in the back, there was a brother in the back there, right? And, um, that's Brother Waverly. We're gonna we're gonna introduce Brother Waverly in a second. Um, interesting. I see I see that you um you hit us up. So stay stay tuned real quick. But you there's this video that he had posted. I want to share the video. Please let me know by a thumbs up if you guys can hear the video. I know the last two weeks. Instagram wasn't allowing me to play my video, so I want to play this, and if you can't hear it, we're just going to join him, and we're going to hear from him real quick, so pay attention real quick for a second.
1: Hey, what's good, everyone? It's Cleveland's favorite barber, Big Wave, the boss. Um, I was not going to say anything about the best barbershops in Greater Cleveland, according to Yelp list that recently came out, because I did not want to sound like the stereotypical angry black man. But I was talking to my colleague, mentor, and friend of European descent, and she mentioned it to me, which means obviously I was a, wasn't the only one thinking about this. So, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I just cannot hold my tongue on this issue. First, out of the utmost respect, congratulations to every shop that made the list. Each and every one of you have awesome barbershops, and you all do pristine work. Now, I have to say, shame on you, Brenda Kane, shame (laughs) on you, Yachty Rodriguez, and shame on you, Cleveland.com, which are the people and entities that's responsible for this piece of journalists for not having at least one black-owned barbershop on this list. We all know the pen is mightier than the sword. And with this list, you have used your pen as a sword to potentially cut future opportunities for black barbershop owners. So basically, you are saying out of 360,000 black people in Cuyahoga County and 180,000 black people. Hey, what's good, everyone?
0: All right. So I'm going to stop it. You guys, you guys heard it clearly. Good. So. I mean, he said, I didn't want to sound like a stereotypical angry black man with this post. But when you listen to it, it sounds like a stereotypical angry black man. Now, I got to meet uh, Wave personally. I got a chance to talk with him and fellowship with him. And there are a few things. So before we get him on here, um, there are some things that we can do to help change this narrative. So let me get him on here real quick, because I really want to hear from. what you can do to shift and change this for you and your business wherever you may be located so let's get wavy on here want him to introduce himself kind of here we go let's talk about it. let's let's talk about it brother
1: what's up man how you doing can you yes, hear sir. me clearly yes sir. yes sir all right all right go. what's up Tyreek? first before we get into it man i just want to tell you how much i respect you and oftentimes when you're an educator and you're doing things for the industry you think that you're not being heard and you're not making a difference from me, from the Barbaria Institute of Hair, from Laura Clemente. You are making a difference. You do good work. You put out pristine content, excellent students, excellent barbers, excellent entrepreneurs and business owners. And I appreciate you sharing your platform. So let's get into this, bro. Awesome.
0: So both, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, before we get into it, when you rewatch that video, what is your initial thought when you're listening to
1: that? Uh, my initial thought was, uh, I hit it dead on, and <laughs> I mean for real. And, and 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 to your point, I did sound like the angry black man because because I was at that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, and and like I, I prefaced it with I wasn't going to say anything, but I was talking to a colleague, mentor and friend of mine of European descent, which means if I was thinking, wow, there's no black barbershops on this list. Wasn't going to say nothing. But then I'm speaking to her and she mentioned it. I speak to other people of different nationalities, races, lifestyle. All of them said the same thing without me prompting them. Mm-hmm. So I said, we need to talk about this. But before we get into it, I have been corrected. There is one black owned barbershop on the list and it's called the Gentleman's Caves. So with all due respect, Gentlemen's Cave, um, please forgive me for not uh, not catching that. Um, but but even with that being said, it's 10, 10 or 11 barbershops on the list, including one barber college and it's 1.2 million people in Cuyahoga County. We make up a third, so it should be more. So I'm still standing on what I said what I said, bro. But you
0: don't sound angry now,
1: though. Right, I don't sound angry now because you know what, man? Uh, I put up another video after that, and it's like cats have been at me in my DMs Mm -hmm. and sending me messages, bro. And and what I said in that is I'm 52, (laughs) man. I got way, way too much polish. I'm not about to be DM arguing with folks, bro. Like my opinion is my opinion and yours is yours and we can we can talk about it, but I'm not about to argue about it. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate every so, opinion, man. So
0: there's a few things. One, I sent you a DM and I appreciate you responding back to my DM. Right. And uh, we, we, we we had a, a phone conversation. I'm gonna share what that phone conversation was like, but there's a there's something that's interesting. You mentioned the the, the black representation, right? There's not really if you look at all the at one point there was all these barber repos pages, there wasn't a lot of um pages that were really really uh pushing and emphasizing on people of color and black businesses it just wasn't happening and if you look across right. the board right now I'm, I'm i'm latino and black and there is more latino representation than there is any black representation in the bar right. industry it is what it is you mm-hmm. see more european descent you see more latino right now there's a huge wave of latino business with the with the the, the brands and Absolutely. using Latinos and the creative and the art artistry and the colors and the designs, but everybody, there's a lot of different cultures that do that. Uh, I never really leaned on the the, the the colorism that happens in our industry, but I know that it's prevalent, right? right. So You bringing that video up and talking about it, really, really, um, you're highlighting something that is not just a small thing happening in uh, Chicago, I mean, in, I'm sorry, not Chicago, in Ohio, it's 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 globally it's, it's universal so. it's globally yeah it's definitely nationally so
1: and what you what, what you what you saying that you know um uh, again I, i've i been having conversation about this and i'm i'm down to have a uh, conversation not never arguing and somebody brought up a good point i don't know the numbers but i can speak personally from it and what the person said a really good friend of mine he said come on bro you know it, it was a yelp poll to to put everything he said, "Come on, bro. Black people don't use so, you. Uh,
0: right. I was getting ready to get to my point. Right. So when you when you think about who's doing the polls, when you think about who is writing the articles, whether it's uh, Ohio's favorite magazine, if it's the local newspaper, if it is when you look at it, are people of color really utilizing those products? That's number one. Do you see right. a large majority of people of color using those products? They're probably not. Right. That's one. Right. Uh, the other thing is when when you're trying to get uh, people of color to be involved in some of these programs uh, like, like ad- advertisement in the magazine, advertisement on Yelp, advertisement in the newspaper. If they're not paying and putting support, they're also not being recognized. They're not, there's no visibility right. from the advertisement side of it. Okay. Right? So so right. uh, so to 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 just playing devil's advocate you can't be mad if you're not supporting if you're not being a part of it right, right. that happens i'm not saying that there's not an issue right. however right when i listened to your video immediately i said oh i got to call my brother i got to talk right. to him i got i got to send him a text message right and you responded we got on the phone and and for some of the people on here i'm going to ask you a few questions but for some of the people on here let me give you A few tips on how you can create uh, uh, a better representation of yourself and your business if you want the recognition I'm gonna I'm gonna get there so uh, what are some of the things you've done you said you're not gonna go back and forth and argue with some of these people but what are some of the things that you have done since that video dropped since our conversation
1: well the number one thing is I've been having more conversations and so since I charged cleveland.com the two people that that put the piece of journalism out i have to charge black people too everybody has to be accountable however at the same time i'm still a practicing barber along with being an instructor at la barberia and the owner of urban cuts barbershop i'm still a practicing barber it's my job to get people in my chair. It's my barber's job as independent contractors to get people in my chair. So it's Yelp's job to try to get more black people involved. You see what I'm saying? So I'm charging everybody, you know, black people we gotta get more involved, you know, and 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 to get our name out there. We just can't sit on the sidelines and complain. And sometimes you gonna have to spend a couple of dollars and engage with the platforms that are presenting. And that is the difference maker to the point of this conversation. So I recognize that after the video, after having conversations like this, and I'm sure it's gonna be more. So this is a step in the right direction.
0: Absolutely. Um, in 2003, I had opened my first barbershop. And when I had opened my first barbershop, I would say uh, probably two, three months after that, they had a magazine that came out, it was called The Best of Lancaster. Our local newspaper, the, Intelligencer Journal had the best of Lancaster as well, and then, and then there was another publication. It was like a local small publication, almost like those food magazines. I forget what that publication was, but it was like every month there was the best of Lancaster. Okay. Right? And uh, my barbershop wasn't mentioned, rightfully so. We were a new, new business; nobody knew about us. But what I did instead of being upset and complaining about why we weren't being recognized, right? Because there wasn't as many barbershops in town. Um, but we were a new business, right? And we right. had a, it, it, was, it, was, it was thriving. We had a lot of uh, people coming and visiting on a regular basis. But what I did is I went to the Lancaster Magazine and found out, when do you guys do this poll? When does it happen? How does it happen? Well, they put the publication in their magazine. They put it out to the masses, whoever's purchasing and subscribing to said magazine. Same thing with the newspaper. The newspaper right. goes out, people buy the newspaper, they look at it, and they put, put their information in there based on what they're reading. If we as a people aren't supporting the magazine, if we as a people aren't supporting the platform or the website, if we as a people aren't reading the newspaper and finding out when, doing our due diligence, when are these publications going out to do a poll? Because that's what they do. They do a poll. Right. They put it out there, right. then people put their information and they vote. Right when i learned how the magazine did it how the newspaper did it and this i forget what the publication was how they did it i went to all three of them i found out when they did it i went on purpose i remember for the newspaper i went and bought out all the papers at the turkey hill um it's basically like the convenience store your gas station at all the okay. turkey hills i bought all of the newspapers and i brought them into the barbershop i gave them to our customers as we were working and i said hey if you could do me a favor these are free newspapers for you if you could fill out how you feel about our barbershop right and then right. i took all of those posts and dropped them off at the newspaper office i did the same mm-hmm. thing with lancaster magazine we did an advertisement in lancaster magazine which gave us visibility Not only did it give us visibility, I then found out when they did the poll, I gave it out to my customers and said, hey, here is what they're looking to do. They're voting for, please vote for us. Let us know how you feel about us. And what that did is it gave us bigger and greater visibility. I will tell you that because I did my due diligence, because I passed that out, because I purposefully advertised in the Spanish newspaper, in the English newspaper, in the Lancaster magazine, because I purposefully did that, did the interviews, did the fluff pieces, paid for some marketing, gave my clients the opportunity to fill out that poll. We were number one uh, the following year in every single category. So we got visibility because I put it in front of my customers. So we have to do our, you said earlier, it's my job to put as a, as a, as a practicing barber to get people to sit in my chair. Right. It is my subcontractor's job to advertise and promote themselves so they can get people in their chair to be aware of our business. As business owners, it is Got our it job to do our due diligence and find out where we can get the information so that we can get the visibility needed to promote our business right. in the right way.
1: Right, I agree with that, and I think sometimes that's what a disconnect is. Uh, it's it's all. a disconnect in communication between uh, shop owners and barbers but it's also a disconnect between barbershop owners and their responsibility to put their name out because at the end of the day the subcontractor is trying to push my name at Instagram He's trying to push his tear it's your job as the owner to push your your name, the name of your shop, the name of your brand, and it's bonus if you you know put your 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 barbers on that platform as well so again, it's been a learn a learning uh time for me past the video, and I appreciate it I'm always down to learn, so you are correct, you know everybody needs to be held accountable, and we do need to take ownership and and get more involved with the promotion within the world. My biggest fear was. Now, barbershops, next is gonna be restaurants, next is gonna be daycares. And if, if you look at numbers, I don't care what, what category, black people are the first in everything bad, black and brown, I should say, are the first in everything bad and last in everything good, whether it's healthcare, job, Entrepreneurship, business ownership, you picked the category and, and that's what it is. So that was my biggest fear. And probably I should have wait a minute, done a little more investigating before I put the video out, because admittedly, at that time I was the angry black dude. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, I had other people pouring in to me, you know, my my my, my rah rah squad. But it, it has been a learning process and to to your point. Uh you are right. We got the uh the hot list here in different contests. We got the something called the hair in the blog that's going on right now and it's an uh, industry awards show. And it's you know, it's basically you tap into your people to get them to vote. So uh lesson learned I and I, 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 I would, hope I, I know say, I've learned, I hope Yelps learned.
0: I would say that you may have thought that the persona was the angry black man, but I think that you were passionate about what you did. Right. Your passion passion was coming out So I appreciate Mm -hmm. you brother Any final thoughts before we go Because I want to get into the rest of the topic I'm going to highlight some more things in a second But Any any last thoughts
1: Well the final thoughts as it pertains to this Is if you're a barbershop owner If you're a barber It's more than just cutting hair. I mean, essentially, you own that space that you're cutting at. So you and only you are responsible for getting that person in that chair. So to the subject matter of this, this particular um, meeting that Tyreek and I are having, you know, just like the owners should get involved with the platform that's put forth, you have to get involved too. You know, don't just depend on that shop owner because you are an independent contractor. And shop owners, if you really wanna see your shop thrive, your barbers need to see you putting the name of your brand out, which is going to entail them being successful as well. Cleveland's favorite barber, big wave the boss. Peace, you no, know I had to say that.
0: Hey, brother, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for your time. Continue to elevate the culture out there in Ohio. Thank you for your passion. Thank you for sharing the video. It created this topic, and I'm sure you're not the only person that felt this way, but maybe right. if there are some tools to how we can resolve these things and, and, and not have them continue to happen, there are things that we can do. We can do our due diligence. We can do our part right so thank you so much we we need to learn to shift that narrative and continue to push the envelope thank you so much brother
1: all right man thanks
0: so that was uh that was awesome to just have some dialogue there so a lot of times when i think of even what happened with with wave and he made a statement of you know it is your job as a as a barber to promote your business it is your job and you're looking at the, the 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 publications it goes out. It is no different than people who are just focusing on Instagram, that are just focusing on likes and comments and being popular on social, but not being effective in their shops. It's, a, it's the same thing. Are you so focused on the publication saying that you're the best? Are you so focused on your hundred thousand followers? Are you so focused on trying to create the number and not really focusing on putting butts in seats? and putting money in the pocket, right? And helping your community. There are other things that are way more, those things are great, right? We were a part of those before. I did some stuff to shift that narrative in my local area. I'm speaking from stuff that I actually did. And also, when the I remember when the Spanish uh, newspaper came out, I paid for publication for the year to promote my business in Spanish to connect with a Latino market because was a market that we weren't very very strong in, and it helped. Everything was translated as a matter of fact. It is Hispanic Heritage Month, and you don't really hear a whole lot about it. Hispanic Heritage Month isn't September. Hispanic Heritage Month isn't October. It is September fifteenth to October fifteenth, and the reason that it is September fifteenth to October fifteenth because a lot of the Latin cultures, their Independence Day falls in between those dates, so that way they can be inclusive about latino and hispanic heritage month they did it between september 15th and october 15th so i remember doing the publications in spanish to just connect with a latin community i remember doing them in the lancaster county magazine i remember being involved in some of the things that were happening in our community to create that conversation advertising at the local high school and basketball games with teenagers build hockey teams with teenagers. I remember investing in that to create a conversation about our, because it was my responsibility as a shop owner that I would advertise for my business and for my barbers. And when I have barbers working at the shop, I encourage them, promote yourself as a barber, but you work here. I had a barber one time who worked for me. And he was getting ready to move in about three months. And this guy was always promoting, promoting, promoting. And I noticed his promotion went down. And his chair started slowing down a little bit. He was planning on moving. It was like a year out. And then it was like two months and it was three months. And I noticed his promotion started dwindling. And I had asked him. I said, why did your promotion dwindle? He said, well, I'm getting ready to leave, so it don't matter. And I said, is that right? I said, to the barbershop that has been so good to you, you came with no clients. You came to the barbershop there were no clients and you established a business and a clientele base with the clients that are already here you did great promoting for a while you built yourself up but now that you're on your way out the door you're gonna stop promoting because you're moving to another state why would you do that and hurt the business that has been so good to you and the one thing I love is my man Elio Jesus. This guy was my show coordinator for Atlanta and the Bronner Brothers event. He was an apprentice under me because there was no barber schools at the time. He got his barber license, manager's license. He, has a, he ended up getting his teacher's license. He worked as a teacher at American Beauty Academy. When I worked there, he has elevated himself, right, through the relationship. And when I said that to him, he didn't get defensive. He wasn't angry. He wasn't upset. He said, you know what? You know what? You right. And he continued his promotion all the way until he left. Right. Who's holding you to the fire is, is really what I want to kind of share with you. Last week, I mentioned that last week I mentioned how are you invested in your future? And the investment is in coaching. It just, that That's an, another form of investment. But what I talked about last week is the investment is in coaching because none of us are self-made. We are not made on our own. However, we do have self-discipline. We do have self-determination we do have a, a, a sense of self um, gratitude that we have an appreciation for ourselves and our accomplishments that we push ourselves to elevate but we're not self-made there's always a mentor a coach somebody who has been there before you that's either paved the way or is helping lead the way for you who's holding you to the fire Last year, I meant, uh, last week, I'm sorry, I talked about a barbershop owner who was complaining that he fired his job to become an entrepreneur and that he blamed the economy on why his business is not being successful. I mean, David, you, you you were through the shutdown, right? You lost both parents. You could blame it on... What was happening in our world at the time, and say, Man, my business died because of. But you kept fighting, you kept building, you kept going through adversity. I've been through two recessions. Whether they call them recessions or not, I've been through two of them. I remember when we were renovating upstairs here at Premier Barber Institute during shutdown. There wasn't much money coming in, but we were still putting money out because we believed believed that we were going to get through and we had a plan and we kept focused. We kept building, kept doing what we needed to do. So, so the guy who, who spoke about his journey as, through entrepreneurship as a barber, he said, I fired my job to become a barber, an entrepreneur. And because it's not, it's not successful because this economy, and then I I, I had some contrast with that. Here's a guy who Fired his job and then I told you about Sean Anthony who got fired and laid off from his job where he was in management and so he Said, you know what? I got a mortgage. I got a house. I got a family. I got all this stuff I need to get back to work to provide for my family But it was at that moment He said this is probably the most opportunistic time for me to go ahead and go to barber school because it is something that I wanted to do now on one end you had a guy complaining that the economy killed his business because he fired his job on the other hand you have sean anthony who's very creative very passionate very driven who went to school did what he had to do went to miss paula's 15 chair shop went to a suite by himself in a a closet and when i say that i mean it was small i'm not disrespect i'm just saying compared to what he has now compared to where he was it was a closet and as a result continue to push himself, thrive in his suite, then open up Live Frequency awesome by Sean Anthony, and is thriving in the same economy that the guy's quitting. Who's holding you to the fire? Who's the person that you are help, that you have put in charge of holding you accountable to the things that you're trying to achieve? Who's coaching you? Who's mentoring you? Who's who's giving you some counsel? Who do you have around you that's in your ear that is just saying, hey, 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 you need to slow down. You need to chill out. Now, listen, you still have your own thing, but you also need somebody who's there to help motivate you. I saw a video. I mean, you know, you I mentioned last week about Coach Prime. Coach Prime is really, really hyping these kids up and getting these, They took a L last week, but guess what? They're a new team. They're a new team. And, yes, they beat the number three team, and they played against a power five team last week, last Saturday, that Power 5 team has the best of the best of the best at their school. Prime don't have the best of the best of the best. he got a few key players that are the best where they are, but he don't have a full best of the best. Give, give it a little bit of time, a little bit of time. And then I saw no, he's inspiring his kids. He's he's hyping them up. People are like, oh, you know, he's just really inflating these children. I saw a video of a guy who does a podcast. As a matter of fact, Sean Anthony sent it to me and he said, what do you think about this? What is there to think about? He's inspiring these kids to believe in themselves. He's holding them to the fire. When someone comes to work for me, I ask them, what is it that you want to do? When a student comes to the school and I say, hey, what is it that Premier can offer you that you don't have for yourself. Has anyone ever heard me say that to you during an interview? What can Premier offer you that you don't have for yourself right now? I ask that because I want to know. Can we get you to what it is that you want? The second thing is I'm now going to hold the fire to you because you told me what you wanted. If you don't tell me what you wanted, I can't hold the fire to you. I can't hold you accountable to the thing you said that you wanted. Because what I want for me and what you want for you is two different things. David was with me when we were driving yesterday. He said, Tyreek, what is the next thing for you right now? Where are you at? And I said, I'm in a transition phase. It's a little challenging. I said, I will tell you that the people who I have put to hold the fire to me, that are holding me accountable to the things that I say I'm going to do, they're telling me I'm not doing enough and I need to do more. And he looked at me like I was crazy. He said, what? I said, the people that I have put in charge of my life to hold me to the fire are telling me that I need to do more. And people who don't have that level of, of, of accountability to me, they're looking at me like, man, when do you stop? When do you get a break? How do you do all the stuff that you're doing? It, it is Systems. Systems help to run my business. I manage the systems. However, I'm in a position that I can do more. And my accountability partners are saying, you got to step it up. How come your book's not done yet? Huh? How come we're not doing this? How come you're not here? Right? Why is this not happening? You were traveling 36 weeks out of the year doing shows and events, speaking engagements, coaching. Last year you did six. This year you did four. You're not doing enough. They're holding the fire. Who's holding the fire to you? Who is holding the fire to you? The investment is in the, you need people who can speak into your life. They can help elevate you. They can help push you. They can help cultivate the type of thinking you need in order to be successful and achieve the things that you are trying to achieve. I got my man HQ tone on here. Let me tell you something tone is a barber a barbershop owner he was a police officer he's a fireman and now he works at a barber school like he still does all all those things he also went to the military i mean i forgot to mention that and i'm sure amongst a bunch of other things you know he's got children he's got a family he's got barbers he's got to be accountable to at the shop when i look at somebody like hq Tone, this the fire is being held to him he is literally pushing himself levels of greatness. Everybody's level of greatness is going to be different. Just because you don't want what I want doesn't mean that your level of greatness is not great. You don't have to be a shop owner. You can be the guy at the shop that cuts hair and it'd be perfect. And listen, you make all the money, you pay a small percentage of your rent and you have no responsibility. What's wrong with Nothing. You don't got to worry about managing people. All you do is focus on your business. You make the most amount of money. You pay a small percentage of rent. You're maximizing. All. You have no responsibility. Everybody want to be a boss. Some people ain't built to be bosses. Some build, Some people ain't built to be owners. Some people don't have management capabilities. Some of you can't manage your own personal emotions. You think you're gonna manage other people's emotions? What? If you snap, at every time somebody says something that doesn't affect, that doesn't sit well with you, how are you going to help manage other people with multiple personalities? Think about that. I had a shop owner tell me, I don't want to be a barber uh, uh, manager anymore. I want to do what you're doing. What do you think I'm doing? I said, why don't you want to do that anymore? I'm tired of managing people. You don't want to do what I'm doing. Clearly you don't want to do what I'm doing. I'm telling you right now, because I'm constantly managing People, personalities, things, people get offended, people get upset, people get frustrated. It happens every single day. If you can't manage your own personal feelings, you're not in a position to manage and operate a business. You think, oh, I'm nice, I got clientele, time for me to do my own thing. Then many people go and fall flat on their face. They fall flat on their face, and then they wonder. They say, the economy is killing my business. No, your poor business management skills might be it. Maybe you weren't built for that. I don't know. But we can't play the blame game. Who's holding you to the fire? Who is putting the fire to you? And you what you need, we're talking about adversity. What you need is to be in a ring with a coach. What is your ring? You want to fight, you go to the ring. You want to run, you go to the track. You want to play football, you go to the field. You can't say, I want to play football, but you're not at the field. You can't say, I want to box, but you're not in the gym. You got to put yourself in the arena. And then you got to be tested. I'm going to make it real simple. We played all tackle one. I got hit one time, was knocked out. I said, football is not for me. It was simple. I did some boxing training. I remember being hit so hard in my ear that I couldn't hear for a while. I thought I blew my drum out. Boxing ain't for me. I can box. Boxing ain't. I don't want to get in the ring and get punched for nothing. I don't want to be the champ of the world. So I don't put myself to that fire. I went to train so I could be fit, so I could be healthy, so I could defend myself as a man in the event of. But I got a good mouthpiece. I know how to, hey, hey, we can talk talk ourselves out of this one. I don't need to fight. What's the point? But I know if I have to, I'm going to put my hands up. That's why I went to the gym. I got slapped so hard by my trainer that my ears said, I was like, I'm not boxing ever again. I don't want to do this. You need somebody. And here's the thing. If you're going to the gym and all you're doing is hitting the bag, the bag's not hitting you back. If you're standing in front of the coach and he's holding the mitts and as you're swinging, you're just hitting mitts. If the coach doesn't throw some mitts at you and cause you to duck and move and get good head movement and some defense, he's not holding the fire to you. All you're doing is hitting mats. You need to learn how to move when adversity is coming your way. You need to know how to be defensive and then attack. It's a strategy. It's a dance. It's a song. It's a movement. You have. To to be in rhythm, you have to be in sync. You have to know what your opponent is coming at you. Life is coming at you, and if you put on your plate business, business, and life is coming at you. People say, you know, I want to be able to to to, to get this certain type of car or whatever. Listen, buying a car and making the payment is not affording the car. I pay more money in gas a month than I do on my car payment. I do. And it's not because gas is up, it's because I drive that much. I got a brand new, bought it with zero miles on it. 2022. It's only been two years since I purchased it. I got 54,000 miles on the car. I'm driving the car. I had to put brakes, rotors, replace the tires already within two years. My tires were $2,500. The brakes and rotors combined with $2,500 labor and replacement. Affording the car is not the payment. It's everything that comes involved with it. I'm saying that not to brag about my car, but to tell you that when you get in business, there are business responsibilities that you have to be obligated to take care of. It doesn't matter how good you cut hair. It doesn't matter how good you market or take pictures of your haircuts for social media. There is so much more to running a business. People tell me, Tariq, I want to own a school. And I ask them why. Tell me why. I had a business partner when I started. His name was Charles. Charles was dynamic with administrative stuff. You put a flame to Charles and Charles was moving whatever it was needed to be done. He got it done. He was efficient. He got it submitted. He got He was just on top of it. He didn't skip a beat. All T's were crossed. All I's was dotted. He was solid. I remember we were in here probably about two and a half months. I was driving a Toyota, um, a, a Toyota Venza at the time at the time I was leasing it cause I wasn't doing as many miles. Right. It didn't make sense after a while because I kept putting too much miles on. I had to turn that car in, but I remember driving two months into the opening of school. He pulls up in a 750i BMW, and I had told him at the time I wanted a white 750i BMW. And he pulls up in it. And I'm like, dang. I was like, man, John, nice. He said, Yeah, man. He said, You go get. You should go get one. We get we get the twinsies out here. I was like, no. He said, why? I said, because I can't afford that car right now. He said, what are you talking about? We're going to be millionaires. This is what he says to me. I looked at that. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't think it's the time to get that right now. Plus, I'm, my car's fine. I'll wait till this lease is up and then I'll make a decision then. And when the lease was up, I went and got me another Toyota. Got another one. I'm driving the car. Charles still was here for a little bit and he goes, Man, when are you gonna get this car? I was like, man, I'll get it one day. It's, I don't need it right now. And he's like, come on, man. Like, you gotta, come on, man, we're gonna be millionaires. And then he sat me down. He said, Hey, let me ask you a question. He said, Why do you do this? I said, Do what? He said, just teaching. Like you're good at it. You do why why why, why why'd you want to open up a school? I said, to change people's lives? He said, to, he said, what do you mean? I said, to change people's lives. I said, there was no barber school for me to go to. And I wanted to be a barber. I had to go to cosmetology school and do a barber apprenticeship when I did a barber apprenticeship I was limited in my learning I didn't learn a lot so I knew I needed education so I wanted to create an opportunity for people if they wanted to go to barber school that they could go to barber school that's why I did this I wanted to change people's lives and he goes I said why are you in he goes the money I was like really so I'm not I'm not in it for the money I can make money doing all kinds of stuff he goes you serious he said man we're going to be rich I said that might be a byproduct of it, but that's not why I got involved in this. And I'll tell you what, about two weeks later, Charles comes to me, sits to me down and I says, Terry, can I talk to you for a second? He said, I thought about our conversation the other day. I said, what happened? I'm, I'm totally clueless. He says, it's why you're successful for what, with what you do over a long period of time. He said, I have success in areas for short periods of time. And I've realized that the reason that I've been very successful in the things that I've done for short periods it's only result is that my intentions for why I did them are wrong. They're always for what I get out of it, not what I give to it. And he has been extremely successful in so many different areas, but they were all very short lived. He quit Premier Barber Institute. I would say two years after we opened two months about a car. Two years after we had opened shortly, shortly, short of two years, he quit. He sold out his portion of ownership in Premier Barber Institute, which then made me 100% owner of Premier Barber Institute at the time because we were 50-50. And he left, and it hurt. But I understood why, because he wasn't in it for the right reasons. You have to question what are you in it for. And if what you're in it for is for the right reason, there's nothing wrong with the money side of it. Nobody goes to work to not make money. You don't go to school to learn a thing to then not make money. That's not what you're doing. There is the money component. But if you're in a barbershop, you're in a a school, you're working somewhere, what is your why? Why are you doing it? And if what you're doing isn't connected with your why, then why are you doing it? I feel like I'm me personally living in my purpose, doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So I believe, whether people believe that or not, doesn't matter. But I'm constantly putting myself in position to do the things that I feel make me purposeful. And I have accountability partners that hold the flame to me when I'm not doing what I should be doing, when I'm not in the position to do what I feel I'm called to do with purpose. EFX apps is one of those guys who holds the fire to me. Eddie, the finest barbers is one of those guys that holds the fire to me. Dan, my business partner will at times yell at me and say things to me because well, he's got, he's like a teapot. He gets hot real quick. He be steaming. But if you ever had to, had to talk with Dan, Dan, be hot. He'd be, he be snapping real quick. But I know that his heart is in the right place. So when Dan snaps, I don't get upset with Dan. I'm not frustrated with Dan. I see the passion. The same with Will earlier that was on the live. I didn't look at this person as an angry black man. I, I saw a person who was passionate about what he does on a re- regular basis. And what he wants to do is help change whatever that is. When Dan's yelling at me, it's not that he hates me, it's that he values me. And because he values me, he tells me things that I need to hear to help what we're doing. We're changing the lives of the people that come to our program. And so he's holding the fire to me. So I'm not mad at Dan. I'm not mad at Eric when Eric is coming at me. I'm not mad with my mom when my mom says something to me that I just don't approve of how she's saying it. She's holding the fire to me to hold me accountable to the things that I said I'm going to do. Brother Waverly was just being passionate. He was, he was expressing himself with passion. And he may have sounded like the angry black man, but I didn't see the angry black man i saw a person who was passionate about the barber industry i saw a person who's passionate about his culture who was passionate about his people and and felt that maybe they deserve some recognition as well on the other side what are we doing if we want recognition to put ourselves in a position for recognition i i don't really work for accolades i don't work for recognition. I get it from time to time. I have people DM me and say, thank you. I have students text me and say, I appreciate you. And they, they, they do hold some weight. I am a person that is words of affirmation is one of my love languages. However, I don't work for words of affirmation. I work for results. The byproduct of those results become words of affirmation. I'm working to change the lives of people When I see people come through this program and I see their lives change, that has so much weight, even if that person doesn't say to me, thank you. I see it, it's all I need. I need to see I'm working for results. Are you working for results? Do you have somebody in your life that is holding the flame to you and holding you accountable to the things that you need? You need a coach that can throw the mitts back at you. You need a coach that will put the right sparring partner in the ring with you. Sparring partners are important. See, and, and, and I'm gonna use this metaphor as a sparring sparring partner for a reason. A lot of times when things don't go our way, I don't like the way this is happening to me and we get frustrated about it. Brother Waverly was frustrated. I don't like the way this, he took a personal attack against his entire community. Sometimes we reach out to people who are going to side with us. Yep, you know what? You right. Yeah, 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 they, they was wrong for that. Yeah, they shouldn't have said that. And you're looking for people to side with you just to confirm how you feel. You don't always need somebody to confirm with you and side how you feel. You need somebody who says, now, hold on, wait a minute now. Let me show you a different perspective. Let me throw a couple jabs at you and see how you react to that. You need the right sparring partner in the ring with you. Somebody that's not always going to be a yes-man person in your life. Somebody's going to be like, nah, bro, you was wrong for that. Your attitude was wrong. Your position was wrong. You need to look at it from a different angle. I'm not saying that your feelings aren't real. It's that your feelings aren't always reliable. You need somebody who can get in the ring with you. A good coach will find the right sparring partner to combat against you so that you can win need somebody who you have to fight against that's going to position you to win. It can't be an easy easy sparring match. It has to be a challenging one because what you're up against is challenging. Life is challenging. Business is challenging. Running families is challenging. Some people do it better than others. But you need to be around the people that can hold hold the fire to you and challenge you to be the best possible you can be for what it is that you want. I can't tell you what you want. I can't tell you what you should do. But I know if you sit in front of me and I ask you what you want, I'm gonna hold you accountable to the thing you say you want. I'm gonna hold the fire to you because that's what you told me you wanted. In fact, every person in this program who is sitting in front of me right now, during orientation, there is three lines that says, what can Premier do for you that you don't have for yourself now. And they write them in, what is it that you want? And they write those three things down. And at the bottom it says, what do you want me to tell you when you feel like giving up? All I'm doing is looking at what you say you want, holding you accountable so that the day when you say, Tariq, I'm having a frustrated day, I don't know. I'm going to say, well, you said, these aren't my words. These are your words. I put it in your father. The moment you tell me you don't want to do this, I'm like, oh, okay, let me see what you said over here. I want to have a legacy for my children. If you is you quitting gonna give you the legacy that you want for your children? I don't think so. Unless you have something else to try and do. But according to this paperwork that you wrote, it tells me that. That I want to be an entrepreneur, I want to be self-sufficient. I'm I'm tired of working these dead-end jobs. I want to be is what you're doing and going back to the cubicle going to produce that result? This is what you wrote down. I didn't write this down. You wrote it down. All I'm doing is holding the fire to you because I actually care about what it is that you want. Guys, this is my time. I live by the motto, serve your needs by serving the needs of others. I hope that this live has helped you today. I appreciate you for tuning in. David, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, It means the world to me. You've been such a support system on our lives and commenting and connecting with people all over through these lives, so thank you so much. Thank you for coming out here and sharing with our students yesterday, and I'm excited for what you're gonna be doing today. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to today's Tyree Talk Tuesdays. Serve your needs by serving the needs of others. I hope I served your needs today. Have an amazing, amazing week. Thank you so much. (laughs)